0: Hey guys, welcome to the Anxiety Doctor Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa, and today we're talking about sleep and why it's crucial to get restful sleep in order for us to get rid of that dreadful anxiety. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Anxiety Doctor Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa, and I'm super excited to always bring you amazing tools and tips to help you eliminate that dreadful anxiety. Join me every Wednesday as I bring you a new episode every week. One last thing before we get started, our Confidently Calm program is back on track. We had to put that on hold for a few reasons, but we're back on track. This is a program that helps you eliminate anxiety. We have six to eight videos that you get, and you get to meet with me every single month for a year virtually as a group. It's a very, very empowering way to eliminate anxiety, hold each other accountable, and learn from each other. Sign up now before it gets full. I can't wait to see you in our group. Uh, restful sleep. Oh, it feels so good when you get a really, really, really restful amount. Um, a good amount of restful sleep is what I wanted to say. It feels so good when you wake up. You feel rested. You feel energized. You feel like you're ready to conquer the world. But it's really hard for us to get that when we have anxiety. Because when we have anxiety, our thoughts are always racing. We're always, always, always thinking. And when we're trying to fall asleep, those thoughts don't stop. And so it could be really hard for people with anxiety to fall asleep. So today we're talking about the importance of sleep and what we can do to um, get that restful sleep that we need. We all need that. Not only people with anxiety, but everyone, every human needs sleep, not only for their mental health, but for their physical health as well, too. So it's super, super crucial, super important for us to get restful sleep. Um, It affects us completely, like I said, and we want to make sure we're getting that restful sleep. Sorry, I have been really busy and I do so much during the day, but I always prioritize my sleep. I always make sure that I go to bed at a certain amount of time, and I wake up um, at 5.30 every single morning. So that is just an internal clock that I have in my body already. Sometimes I wake up a little earlier, but most of the time it's 5.30. But I need to go to bed at a certain time. And so recently, with doing this other project, I've been kind of staying up late, maybe once a week, if that, um, once every two weeks. But I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because the rest of the nights, I do get plenty of sleep. And that's okay. Everyone is different. But we do want to make sure that we get restful sleep. So, one of the things that you hear is you should get seven to eight hours or nine hours or at least eight hours right we hear that number a lot often um and so sure eight hours of sleep is great but everyone is different everyone is different when it comes to sleep when it comes to a lot of things right we're all different and so something that works for you might not work for me So you want to make sure that you're getting restful sleep. So how do you know you're getting restful sleep? One of the ways is, are you feeling restful when you wake up in the morning? Do you feel tired? If you feel tired, then you're probably not getting enough sleep. So making sure that you are feeling rested in the morning is one indication that you're getting enough sleep. Now, if you're staying up late and you're getting three hours of sleep um, and you're super tired, then, yeah, you're not getting enough sleep. If you're tossing and turning and you're waking up at night and then falling asleep again and then waking up and you're going to feel it in the morning, you're going to feel that dread of waking up, right? In the mornings, you're like, oh, when you don't get restful sleep, you don't want to wake up because you're still tired. So, Having um, adequate restful sleep is really, really important. And that's one way, like I said, to find out if you are getting that sleep. So one of the ways that um, I have found what's right for me is by making sure that I turn off my phone at least 45 minutes before. I've talked about this before, but, um, you know, everyone is different. You hear that you should turn off your phone maybe an hour or two before you go to bed. But it's kind of hard living in 2022 when we do everything on our phone. We text, we communicate, we watch TV, we, that's entertainment, we listen to music. We do so many things on our phone that it's kind of hard for us to turn it off two hours before. Now, if you can, then great. But start slow. Remember, everything is better when we start slow and we add to that. So you want to start with maybe turning off your um, your phone 30 minutes before you go to bed, before you want to fall asleep. So turning that off 30 minutes before and then adding to that. So I do about an hour, uh, 45 minutes or an hour. Before I'm going to go to sleep, I turn off my phone. And I connect it in my restroom. I don't connect it right next to my uh, bed because it's easy for us to get distracted with a notification or the light going on. Um, And because the blue light activates and stimulates our mind, it's really hard for us to fall asleep when we are looking at our phone right before going to bed. So, why is it important? Because that blue light activates and stimulates our mind. It just makes it harder. And because most people with anxiety are already thinking all these thoughts, when we do look at our phone and we're looking on social media or even reading an email right before we go to bed, whatever we read, whatever, even if it's something good, we start thinking and thinking and thinking. And then our thoughts are even more, they're multiplied. So one of the reasons is because of that. Another reason is because of the blue light. So just a good idea to put it away and not be looking at your phone right before going to bed. So don't look at your phone right before you go to bed. Start with 20 minutes, add to that, increase it to at least 45 minutes before you want to fall asleep. Make sure you're not uh, on any electronic device connecting it somewhere else. One of the reasons also, not only because of notifications, but let's say you get up and you need to go to the restroom. The first thing we want to do is we want to check the time. Most of the time we just grab our phone to check the time. And then we're like, oh, we have 18 notifications. Let me just unplug it, take it with me to the restroom. And while I'm in the restroom, I'm going to check a few notifications. And guess what? That blue light stimulates the mind and not only the mind or the blue light, but also the notifications, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, emails, uh, bank notification, whatever it is, it's going to activate your thoughts and the blue light is going to activate and stimulate your mind. So do not charge your phone right next to your bed. And then sometimes even when we go back to bed, We just, it just snowballs into like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, two hours, and then we go back to sleep because social media, with social media, it's so easy for us to continue to stay on our phones. And it's really, 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 really bad if you're doing it in bed because it's stimulating the mind. Another thing you should do is not do anything else besides go to sleep in your bed you shouldn't be working you shouldn't be um, crafting or doing notes or anything in bed because that kind of confuses the mind we want to make sure that the mind knows that when you're in bed that's what it's that's what you should be doing just resting and sleeping Um, so you want to get out of bed uh, when you do wake up you don't want to stay in bed for too long You don't want to be staying in bed when you do wake up in the morning on your phone. Um, Since you are charging your phone in a different room now, it's going to be easier for you not to pick up that phone uh, in the morning and to get all the notifications. And that just kind of starts your day with being, you know, kind of dreadful and um, you don't want to do that either another thing that helps of course is doing some sort of relaxing exercise meditation or um, breathing trying to do something to kind of prepare your body to relax sometimes and with anxiety Our mind is always racing, our mind is tired because it's always racing, and our bodies are exhausted because we're fighting with this anxiety. And so we have this tension and it's hard for us to relax. So when we have this tension and our mind is racing, it's hard for us to fall asleep. It's hard for us to relax. So doing some sort of relaxing meditation um, is really, really important and it'll help you tremendously. One thing that you can do also, there's a lot of people that want something natural, right? And so a lot of people take melatonin. This is not medical advice. This is just for educational purposes. Always consult your doctor when you start any supplement. But some people start taking melatonin. And melatonin can help, but it can also make you groggy in the morning. And so in the mornings, you're already really groggy. You're already dreading the day. You're already feeling super, super like brain fog. And so melatonin tends to do that. It also kind of activates vivid dreams. So if you're having already nightmares or lucid dreams or vivid dreams, um, it can make things worse. So I'm not a big fan of melatonin. You've heard this before if you are um, a listener and you've listened to my podcast about magnesium. Magnesium is a natural... Uh, mineral that we create in our body, just like melatonin, we create that too. But with taking melatonin pills, it just gives you that, you know, that brain fog and and lethargic feeling in the morning. But with uh, magnesium, it doesn't. And it actually helps not only with sleep, it helps you sleep, but it helps the anxiety too. So taking it at night, uh, maybe like 30 minutes before Everyone is different. Sometimes it helps you right away. Sometimes with some people it takes 30, 45 minutes. So kind of play around with that uh, and see if you do want to take it. Um, see what works for you. So magnesium, I prefer the powder, and there's uh, different um, brands out there or, or um, companies that make magnesium uh, powder. And just add it to water or any type of drink that you're going to drink in the morning or at night, um, a few minutes before you go to bed, and that'll help you. And then the next day, you don't feel that grogginess that you do feel when you um, when you take melatonin. So, not medical advice. This is just for educational purposes only. Consult your doctor if you are going to start any supplement. Um, always remember that. Um, And then essential oils. There's so many different essential oils that help us um, and it activates, you know, that the it helps activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is what we want to do. Um, And even just relaxing music, just relaxing music, maybe put something on that's going to end um, in 15, 20 minutes. Sometimes that helps. Sometimes white noise. I um have trained myself to be able to fall asleep to airplane music or airplane white noise Um, and i've been doing that for a long time because i never wanted to get anxiety flying i travel um not a lot but we'd like to travel and now i'm traveling for um speaking gigs so i never wanted to experience anxiety while flying because it's horrible right so I have trained my brain to fall asleep with airplane um, white noise. And it's an app. It's called white noise. I think it's called white noise um, that I've had for many, many years. I mean, this has been, I don't know, maybe 12 years, 10 years, maybe um, that I've just learned to fall asleep to airplane music. So when I'm When I feel that there's maybe noise outside or my husband is snoring, (laughs) um, I'll put on that um, airplane sound and it helps me fall asleep. And now when I'm on the plane, before we even take off, I fall asleep. It's amazing. It's like just, I always fall asleep. Um, I make sure my girls are okay. (laughs) They know that I'm going to fall asleep. Um, And I always take the, the, um, the aisle seat, um, just because my girls are always next to me and I want to make sure that they're okay. Um, and I fall asleep. Um, and the anxiety is never there. Thank goodness. (laughs) Um, so yeah, trying to find something, white noise, a fan, anything that kind of helps you fall asleep, find what works for you. Um, lavender is good. There's so many essential oils, um, that can help you. Um, fall asleep. Um, So just putting that in your um, room, maybe putting it, spraying um, lavender on your pillow or on your sheets. That's very, very helpful um, because it's important. It's important for us to fall asleep. Two more things before we end this podcast is... When we do have a lot of worries, a lot of stress, maybe something's going on that's really, really stressing you out, is I want you to start with creating um, a journal. And this is something that you can have, of course, you can have several journal journals, right? But I want you to start creating a journal at night and kind of writing down all your worries and your stressors. Thoughts that you have that you feel will keep you from falling asleep. And we're going to train your brain to keep these thoughts in the journal. And so, what you do is you maybe about two hours before you go to bed, maybe an hour and a half, um, you want to just journal all the thoughts, everything that's stressing you out, everything that's upsetting you, and just make it a point that after you write what you want to write on in your journal, you want to just tell yourself and and maybe say it out loud, is this is where my thoughts and worries will stay. And they'll be here tomorrow and we'll address them tomorrow. But just doing that is really, really powerful because it trains the brain to kind of process all the thoughts and the worries and leave them in the journal. Because when we try to go to bed and we have all those thoughts in our mind, we try to process it there and then, and it's hard for us to fall asleep. So trying that little technique, starting a journal to to write all your worries and your thoughts um, and your stressors and leaving them there, it's going to take a while, but believe me, it works. It will work, and it'll help you to fall asleep. Another thing is that we want to make sure that you are not taking naps when you are trying to find um, a more reasonable sleep cycle. So let's say you can't sleep at night and you're going to bed at three in the morning and then you have to wake up and then you go take a nap at five because you're super tired. I understand, right? When you're not sleeping well, you get really tired. But if you're taking naps, you're never going to get back on track with the regular sleep cycle. So not sleeping, I know it's, it's not good for you, right? When you're not resting, but you when you don't take naps, you're going to be tired at night. And so that's going to help you to fall asleep. So not taking naps is really, really important for you to be able to be tired at night. And this will only take a few days. This doesn't take a long time for your body to get used to and tired enough to fall asleep. And before you know it, you'll have um, an adequate sleep cycle where you're going to sleep at an appropriate time because you're tired and then you're waking up early. So making sure that you wake up early early. Force yourself to wake up early. Even if you didn't have enough sleep, don't sleep in. Don't take a nap and then it'll help you fall asleep. Because a lot of times people, when they're trying to fall asleep or like, oh, you know what, I've been staying up late and I start a new job and I have to be there early in the morning. Let me try to fall asleep early. It's really hard for you when you've only been awake a few hours and you're not tired. So you want to wake up early instead of, oh, I'm gonna start falling asleep uh, early. Then you're forced to fall asleep early. So wake up early, don't take naps. This will help you a lot. So I think that's it for today. Um, If you have any questions, feel free to contact me. We'll be starting a group. Um, It'll be $197 for a full six months. I think I'm gonna do a year, but uh, for now it's six months probably continue the, f- the full year I we will but for six months we'll be doing um, at least like every two to three weeks I was going to do every month for a year but we can we can do this in six months we don't need a full year to get better um, but I'll always stick around to do um, after the six months we'll do monthly just kind of check-ins um, but this will help you um, to make sure that you're on track Uh, we'll do lives, um, as a group every two to three weeks. You can ask me questions, um, just kind of share what your experience is, what you've been going through. And that'll start at either the end of July or early August. Um, and we still have, we haven't really, um, we've announced it here, but we haven't really announced it on Instagram, which is where I have most of my following. So we will be announcing that soon. We will only have limited space. We don't want it to be a big um, group. We want it to be uh, small enough for it to be intimate. Um, And that's it. I am always cheering you on. I'm super proud of you because I know it's hard. I know it's hard to live with this, but you're doing it. You're putting in the work, and that is amazing. And you should be proud of yourself too. Always remember to be good to yourself and others, and I will see you soon. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram at The Anxiety Doctor and online at www.drlisacortez.com. Check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time.